We're in for a wild night. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to episode 88 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host as always, Nate Wolf, and it is great to be back on another Friday evening uh, here in Portland, Oregon, where winter has descended upon us, uh, which just means more rain. But uh, I'm always happy to be back on Friday and and, uh, doing the show is always the highlight of my week. Um, Hydralisk is not with us tonight. Uh, He's got some family stuff going on and and, uh, so he's doing okay and we'll we'll see him again in the near future. Uh, So tonight it is me and my good friend, Electric Sheep City. Welcome back. How are you doing tonight? Meowdy, I'm doing rather well on this um summer evening <laughs> here in southeast texas uh so i'm doing pretty good myself uh ready to talk about some wild hearthstone goings on rock and roll so, for those of you joining us for the first time welcome aboard let me briefly explain how the show works we record the podcast live every friday evening at www period twitch period tv slash born to be wild hs and the video version of this podcast is then posted to youtube the next day audio versions are also distributed to all the podcast apps so however you're watching or listening or absorbing via osmosis this podcast today thank you yes yes thank you thank you absolutely and uh also a quick concept plug before we get into the meat of the show so just a quick thank you to and, and heartfelt uh, thank you to Shokunin and all of our patrons and supporters of our show. Uh, your support does mean quite a bit to us. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, comment on the YouTube video. It really helps us a lot with um, analytics and, and getting noticed. And also uh, one of the way to support the show is to leave a quick review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever your podcast platform of choice is, as that helps other people find the show, which is also very helpful. If you are someone watching this live on Twitch, we do have some awesome emotes that you can unlock by subscribing to this channel, uh, which is free if you use your Amazon Prime. Finally, you can join our Patreon from, for some great bonus content for as little as a dollar a month uh, with some more content coming soon. And we've been posting some free content there as well, uh, some kind of behind the scenes stuff and, and bonus stuff there that won't show up on a regular podcast feed. Uh, finally, if you are interested in interacting with us personally, please join our discord. It's a free and amazing online community of friends that we've made all throughout the world who enjoy hanging out and talking about wild hearthstone as well as a bunch of other things. And we have a great time, uh, hanging out and and chatting and making jokes and stuff. Links to all of this and more can be found on our website, www.borntobewildhs.com. All right. uh, Housekeeping aside wanting to jump into the news here of course there isn't much going on but one thing that we did want to discuss briefly uh so last week we brought up the idea of hey all these new cards are out for those of you who can afford to not disenchant your duplicates or kind of can uh have the patience to wait to craft things it may be a good time as we always anticipate some balance changes early on with the new set. And so we got a post from Celestalon, I believe this was yesterday. Uh, it was very recently, anyhow, replying to a question about upcoming balance changes and if there were going to be any and when they are. And the announcement was that, yes, there will be balance changes. They're coming soon. And uh, this was in response to 
uh, a post that showed a bunch of the decks that are being brought to the Hearthstone World Champions, um, which uh, coincidentally is this weekend. And so uh, the follow-up is, number one, yes, there's going to be a bunch of balance changes. Yes, a bunch of the cards that are appearing in the decks that will be played in Worlds are going to get hit, and uh, changes will be coming after the World Championship games. So I expect we'll see something soon. It could be as early as Tuesday next week don't really know but uh yeah if you if y'all could be patient for a little bit longer you will probably get more uh dust for your disenchants so anyhow yeah absolutely and the fact that they are hitting a lot of the uh decks that were brought to worlds that were from previous metas odds are the decks that the cards that will will be hit will probably be some older cards rather than some newer cards. It's possible that some newer cards get hit too, but the the target for these nerfs seems more to give some kind of room for the new decks and the newer archetypes to breathe rather than to uh, take anything that is a little bit out of control uh, down a peg. So it's just things that were already there are still a little too strong. It's good that they're still in the meta, but keeping them, keeping everything else from actually having a time to shine too seems to be the issue there. Absolutely. And I remember them announcing something to the effect of with this Fractured and Alterac expansion that the hope from the dev side was to slow down the meta a little bit. And now we've got this, uh, you know, a whole bunch of uh, strong combo type decks. And uh, I think that was not quite what was intended. And so I'm not, you know, and we get balance changes uh, around this time, every expansion yeah. anyways. And so this is really no surprise. I will say for me personally, this is the first time that I've had the self-control to not hit that mass disenchant button. Uh, every time I log in, I, I'm so tempted to do it. And, and I'm been able to hold off so far so try to keep my willpower strong here yeah, i you're gonna have to be able to craft that golden murabi i huh? was gonna say i i need my 3200 <laughs> dust to craft that gold murabi i'm so proud of you <laughs> oh dear. yeah it was it was a it was a, a really fun climb not gonna lie <laughs> i love it so uh for tonight's main topic what we had in mind uh, as we covered the lore of Alteric Valley last week, um, was to talk about early meta impressions and highlight some decks that either we've been playing ourselves or seen play uh, with this new expansion. So I'm excited to do that. It, it's always I'm always a little bit reluctant to do it the first week because uh, it, it's we're all still getting settled a little bit and nobody's quite sure what what is good and what's not. And um, but anyhow, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic. Uh, before I get into it, I did want to say that um, our friends at Tempo Storm have released a new Wild Meta Snapshot. This just came out December 14th. And so if you're looking for decks to play that you don't want to um, create yourself, they've got a, a great, they're a great resource in terms of um, write-ups and strategies, and you can go there and copy and paste the deck codes. I think it was great that uh, some of the decks that we saw in the Wild Meta Snapshot there are decks that include the new cards from the new set. Uh, it's kind of a rare mm -hmm. thing in Wild, I think, when the new cards come out. Uh, quest lines aside, a lot of times we don't <laughs> see new archetypes. I think the quest lines really changed everything. But yes. in this recent 
meta snapshot uh shaman has a brand new archetype so freeze shaman is a thing and by the way it's quite good uh some other decks that are not necessarily new but are back with new cards include handbuff paladin got a bunch of support uh mechathune warlock is is back and it's better than ever and Cthune druid of all things um is a deck now and uh Cthune, yeah, the new one, the new one that's broken into four parts. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but the uh, the new Guff the hero, chef. and so yeah, it's exciting. Um, I, I like seeing it. I will say for me personally, I'm at Diamond Five right now. Uh, real real life has sort of gotten in the way, but I've been playing as much as I can, and uh, definitely, I think Shaman has been sort of the winner in terms of wild with new cards. Something that Sheep and I had been working on early on in. Uh, the expansion was to get together a list of decks featuring new cards. We compiled this big spreadsheet and posted it up on the website. And uh, or we had discussed like, oh, how, when we see these, how are we going to determine whether or not the list is the same so that we don't have a bunch of duplicates on there? And so we started um, using the find function. We like, we'd grab the code and, and hit find and search in there to make sure that there was no duplicates. And mm-hmm. uh, there must be... 30 40 50 i don't know different versions of freeze shaman and some have galakron some don't uh some have shutterwalk some some don't it's it's just crazy but the archetype has made this huge i almost want to call it a resurgence but i feel like it's new and uh it's just so exciting to see it's it's uh it feels like a breath of fresh air i do feel like early on we were seeing so much of it on the ladder that i was kind of getting sick of it but i try to keep in the back of my mind like hey new stuff new new deck and in wild that's great that's what we want to see so absolutely well and even though you know there was some sort of kind of free shaman typically uh particularly a shutter walk kind of combo where it would just freeze and gain armor and freeze and gain armor. And it, it was a meme, right? It was a cool meme. It was a fun meme, but it wasn't, wasn't a competitive deck. The one now has a much different play pattern. And uh, as the Tempo Storm meta snapshot reveals, it is a competitive deck. It's tier one. I, I don't know that it's going to stay tier one, but I love that it's there now. Oh, right? yes. Having a brand new archetype, essentially, with a brand new play pattern, actually be competitive in the first week. We love to see it. Oh, 100%. It's so it's so rare. I feel like Shaman is always the, the deck that's like, you know, for ages, that was the deck that everybody or the class that everybody complained about. Remember, like, even Shaman and, and Token Shaman and Tom Shaman has gotten hit with so many nerfs over time. And even in wild, like even Shaman was the deck for such a long time. And then it kind of fell out of favor. It's been hit so many times. Uh, anyways, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, people are sleeping on Murabi, right? <laughs> I, you know, I honestly kind of think that they are. It, it's not the most kind of like min-max way of playing it, but there are a number of ga- games that I played. You know, We mentioned on the show last week, Nate and I had a friendly bet on whether or not I could hit Legend with a 10x multiplier with a, a deck featuring Murabi. Not necessarily built completely around it. Oh, hey, look, Free Shaman is an archetype that's actually powerful. Let's jam Murabi in there. And it actually worked pretty well there are a number of games that murabi actively bailed me out i was about to lose 
against particularly quest line warrior, right? Oh, hey, look, they just got their Rokara on board, drop Murabi, freeze a Rokara the next turn, play Rokara, play a Jeweled Macaw. One time I even played a Bolner first, then played <laughs> Rokara, then played Jeweled Macaw. Board space limited me to three Juggernauts, but could have had four even. It's, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing those screenshots and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you did what now? <laughs> it's incredible. I, for ages, I had this list going of archetypes for all different classes that weren't necessarily viable. And so it was, uh, you know, the things that you would expect in some regards, right? Uh, Beast Druid and Death Rattle Hunter and, you know, whatever other kind of forgotten archetypes there have been over the years. And, and a lot of times they'll print a set and there's like four cards that are like, you know, freeze cards or beast cards or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to put this in my pocket for, you know, several years until they print some more support and then we can revisit it. And, you know, some, some decks get there over time and some don't. I am like over the moon to see freeze shaman as a thing and whether or not, you know, Murabi is, is, uh, uh, a viable card in the deck is sort of arguable okay like i you know do i feel confident recommending people to go craft it like not really but but i don't think it's actively bad either i mean mm -hmm. like you said there's definitely uh some pros in playing it anyways it's always exciting for me to see new stuff i just think it's great uh the uh, I, I've seen a, a handful of the hand buff paladin. I didn't have any problem facing it, but it looks pretty strong. Some of the new cards seem good. Uh, this Cthulhu Druid. Also, I was watching Jordan MG stream the other day and he was playing it and I've faced off against some of it myself. And it's crazy uh, to see a shaman or a, a druid rather with not only full health, but like 50 armor on top of it. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I think that the new guff hero is good. It's really good. Um, absolutely. So. Yeah, And I'm glad that we were right in that, too, because in order for the new Guff Hero to be good, it means that gaining that armor, being able to slow the game down enough for it to be good worked, right? So love to see that. Obviously, Questline Pirate Warrior, if it gets under it, can get under it. Yeah. But it doesn't always. <laughs> the no. fact that it's an option is great. Yeah, yeah. I love the new... I love the new hero cards. Hero cards are always fun and they definitely change the scope of the game for better or worse. I will say way back in um, Knights of the Frozen Throne when they released the Death Knights like that, it was just crazy. And some of those were, it had such an extremely high power level that it like it changed the the course of, of Hearthstone forever. And so anytime new heroes come out, it's like, uh oh, are they going to break the game? Maybe, maybe not. And I think these ones are really good. And some of them, the power level is quite high. I, I love that they're seeing play in wild. And we've even seen some iterations and people do really well with the new Tavish hero in Even Hunter. And these are cool. Uh, I The golden bundles came out this past week and I opened a golden dawn grass, which was fun. I uh, do not have quite, quite have the luck of our friend Home Master who managed to pack, what was it? Three golden heroes in, in one bundle. Which was just it was absurd. I'm, oh my gosh. 
I I was uh, I just opened mine and I was like seething because my pulls were like terrible by comparison. But I but I was uh, kind of jealous, but but happy for him in his own way. So yeah. Anyways, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight were a few deck lists that we have been playing that featured cards from, from the new set. Um, for me in particular, I had spent uh, a, I had seen this Mechathune Warlock posted and played a couple practice games with it and I was kind of doing okay but struggling a little bit and watched some friends um, particularly NHL and Ben from work and a few others try to come up with like the perfect deck list and I think that we're all kind of settled on like 28 29 out of 30 cards and it, it feels strong and I don't think it's like tier one but but it's probably tier two somewhere and it's just it feels better than it has before and so here on the screen now is the Mechathune list that I've been playing over the past week uh, currently at diamond five with it uh, but we'll probably continue to use this for my legend climb so early game it's got armor vendors cobalt librarian mistress of mixtures because you want to Number one, you want to draw cards, but you need to survive. And and there's a lot of aggro decks. Uh, I think everyone was kind of frustrated because the early, the first couple of days, the new expansion, there were so many people playing Odd Questline Hunter and Pirate Warrior. And it was like, come on, can we play new stuff, please? And this deck, uh, you know, it needs some some life gain and some armor to kind of get around this stuff. And of course, with Mechathune to work, you have to draw through your entire deck. What I like about this version of it is that it's really versatile. It's running two Dirty Rats, which can help against other combo decks like Ignite Mage, um, whether it's the, the Drek'thar version uh, or like the APM Drek'thar Mage or any other combo decks. Uh, so that's been kind of good. It, it features the new Warlock legendary spell, Tamsin's Phylactery, which is crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. And I think that uh, that card also is very versatile. And so there's several ways mm -hmm. that you can win with this deck. It's got the Rune Mithril Rod, which uh, will reduce the mana cost of all the cards in your hand as you draw them. And so a lot of times you've got a large hand that's greatly reduced. And uh, if for those of you not aware with how this card works with Mechathune, it's death rattle says that if there are no other cards in your deck and uh, or your hand that you win the game. And so what you want to do is mill through your whole deck or draw through your whole deck, leave, leave nothing left in your deck and disc, you know, have it on on the board discard your hand and kill it and then you just win and it doesn't matter if your druid opponent has 80 health like you just win it doesn't matter if your opponent has an ice block you just win and mm -hmm. it's uh you know way back when we used blood bloom with the combo and then there were some nerfs and uh, it was not quite as easy to pull off anymore now it's it's not that bad uh you can reduce all the mana costs with the rune mithril rod where it's a lot easier to pull off here is like you can just play Mechathune on the board and we don't care if our opponent kills it or not because Tamsin's phylactery will still trigger its death rattle. Uh, I think the thing that we're scared of here is not so much Dirty Rat, it's the Dirty Rat in conjunction with something that fundamentally changes the card, like a um, Devolve. or a Hex. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Devolve, Polymorph, Hex, something that, that changes it. Like, okay, we just lose. But aside from that, it's, it feels solid, you know, and Counterspell can be scary uh, when you play Tamsin's Phylactery. But there's a lot of versatility here. And so, you know, if you get Dirty Ratted, it's not the end of the world. Uh, 
the the way that you can get this out without mana reduction is you play one of your little one cost minions here and you use shadow hunter vulgin to swap it for the mechathune and then cataclysm to discard your hand and there we go uh we win the game that being said yeah having tamson's phylactery is like an alternate win con and so if you don't get the chance to do that um doesn't matter you you still play a minion and you play tamson's phylactery and just select the mechathune death rattle and you win uh i love that this features the new warlock legendary hero dreadlich tamson which is so much fun so not only is it three damage to everything so when you're facing off against a more aggressive deck you can save yourself a little bit you also draw three cards which is greatly needed in this deck but really nice overall mm -hmm. and then going forward uh life tap for without paying the the health penalty and shuffling in a uh, minion into your deck that's uh, one of those play when drawn so this has been an absolute blast i ideally will can make a little guide whether it's in writing or video or something but I, i've had so much fun playing this it's it's a little bit complicated to to learn at first mm. um you know the idea is not too bad and once you get the hang of it it's it's pretty straightforward so yeah this this has been a lot of fun for me um and so i don't know i see everybody complaining about the uh, owl otk in wild and think well this is kind of the more degenerate version of that <laughs> uh which is right up my alley so i'm, I'm having a blast with it and and uh yeah i don't know that i want to um encourage people to play it because it's not fun to lose to <laughs> so, but and i'm looking at it, this deck list here and uh there are two cards that i'm missing in gold one is mechathune and one is tamson's phylactery and they're like on my craft lists um just waiting for that rank three golden uh oh gosh yeah nice. alterac bundle so you can get the tamson's phylactery and gold the the good old fashioned way, huh? That's the <laughs> that's the hope. I actually pulled uh, a copy of Vandar and I was like actually really happy because you get a full dust refund on it. So it was well, soon TM. Yeah. But but that's the plan. So yeah, anyways. Yeah. That's that's I've the... actually pulled both Vandar and Drekthar. So I'm very excited for soon TM. I love it. Love it. So the uh, the next deck that we're going to talk about is this Freeze Shaman. And so this version that we've got here, this is uh, lovingly named Freeze Nate's Dust because I'll be <laughs> crafting this Golden Murabi. Uh, but this is the this is the deck list that Sheep Pit Legend with. And I played a little bit of Freeze Shaman early on, like the first couple days, to kind of see what it was about. There's some awesome combos in here. Um, but I, I I think Sheep, you're the better person to talk about this deck because I have not played enough of it to be able to provide any meaningful insight yeah sure thing so by and large specifically whenever i was playing because i was playing really early on in the expansion release so i was seeing a lot of the um odd hunters and the questline warriors so a lot of the kind of early game is more centered around surviving into the late game right so have you know things like armor vendor which I cut a second version of to, to jam Murabi in here. <laughs> so we've got Armor Vendor, of course, the uh, Flurgle Toxfin combo with Ice Fishing, Sleep Breaker to freeze the board, um, Snowblind Harpy to get more armor, Primal Dungeoneer to just churn through our deck. So that's kind of the, the, early, the, the early part of the matchup, right? After that, 
your opponent has filled up their board. What the way that I won a lot of the time, particularly against the Questline Warriors, was with uh, Snowfall Guardian. So Snowfall Guardian freezes everything on the board and then gains plus one plus one for everything that freezes. That card so, is crazy good, by the way. It's like the I think for me probably like the sleeper card of this set. It's so much better than any of us thought that it would be. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that honestly really like I call I call this you know, freeze slash Murabi shaman, but it should really just be called <laughs> guardian shaman, right? Because right. that that guardian is nine times out of ten really the win condition here. It is, and um, when you when you partner it up with um, Bolner or Brilliant Macaw and have it trigger multiple times, like as someone who's played a lot against this deck, having your board frozen and like cool, I can do nothing, and watching this minion like grow and grow and grow is scary. And, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and like I was saying against Questline Warrior, the kind of best case scenario on one, you know, your, your armor vendoring on two, your, your draw, you know, ice fishing to, to thin your deck, your sleep breakering. Perfect, perfect scenario is armor vendor, sleep breaker, which generates a wind chill. Wind chill is a frost card. So that, that activates Snowblind Harpy. So, that's great. And then for, hey, maybe you even coin into Snowfall Guardian, which is awesome. So if you're against a questline warrior, then odds are their board is full to almost full. You freeze their board. And then the very next turn, you jeweled Macaw, so you freeze their board again. And then you jeweled Macaw again, or you Snowfall Guardian again. So they, they can't actually attack with you, or to your face, with their minions. Because they're always frozen. We also run a couple of different ways to either freeze a lot of the board and draw cards in Zentimo with the Windchill. So Windchill freezes a minion and draws a card. If you Zentimo Windchill, then you freeze three minions and draw three cards. It's which crazy is awesome. good. It's yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to work until I tried it. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. You draw three. That's amazing. And then, uh, yeah, I see our morning chat mentioning, oh, it has Wind Fury. That's cool. Yeah, I guess. Guess what? When you play uh, Zentimo and then Wind Fury, guess what? Three of your minions have Wind Fury, not just one. And uh, that's that's like that's that's a potential win con right there. So it really is. Well, and, and with Living Dragon Breath, which is a, a three mana elemental minions, your minions can't be frozen. So you can just keep on freezing the whole board, quote unquote whole board, but your minions don't get frozen. So your opponent's minions get frozen. You can continue hitting face. You can drop Zentimo Wind Fury and just hit for a ton. Uh, you also have the Primal Dungeoneer, which draws a spell. And if it's a nature spell, then you draw an elemental. If you drop Primal Dungeoneer and hit Wind Fury, guess what? Wind Fury is a nature spell. That means that you draw an elemental. You only run two elementals. You, you run the Sleepbreaker and the Snowfall Guardian. So you're drawing one of those. It, let, let's be real. You're, you're looking for the Guardian at that point. But... <laughs> The the Sleepbreaker isn't too shabby either, especially if you have Zentimo, because you can freeze three things and draw three cards. That's pretty great, too. Yeah, um, wait, wait, wait. Uh, update. Living Dragon Breath is also an elemental uh, as well. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Thank you. But I will say, uh, 
in playing some of this as well, um, facing off against the mirror match, I would just hold on to my living dragon breath and, you know, they're freezing your board and you're like, okay, fine. And I could have my giant minions or my wind fury ready to go and just kind of play into it. And as long as you leave one spot open on the board, then you drop living dragon breath and all of a sudden, oh, wow, I'm not frozen anymore. And... <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I've, I've won that way. It's like, surprise. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, the inclusion of that card, I don't recall who noticed it first, but uh, it's, it's amazing. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. This, this deck list is crazy good and, and uh, amazing to see versions of it as tier one now. I love it. It's bonkers. Yeah. Low key. I think the best shaman in particular cards that were released this set, of course, um, we already mentioned the snowfall guardian, but wild paw cavern, uh, four mana. I forget exactly what they're called. They're the, they, they are a persistent effect for multiple end of turns. Mm -hmm. So wild paw cavern four mana at the end of your turn, summon a three, four can't remember what it's called, but it looks like a little deer dude. And whenever the deer dude, Whenever it, it it damages anything, it freezes them. Turns out that's really good, particularly against Questline Warrior as well. Because if they get their um, dudes dudes frozen, then or th if their face gets frozen, then they can't hit in with their anchor and they can't continue drawing <laughs> pirates. Mm -hmm. so I was not expecting Wild Paw, Wild Paw Cavern to be nearly as strong as it was. And it's, it's really clutch as well. Uh, those two Snowfall Guardian and Wild Paw Cavern are probably the best new shaman cards in my opinion. In yeah. My opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. The other thing I, I will mention as uh, someone who has played against this deck quite a bit is that it runs two two Colt Neophytes in the Lotheb. And depending on the matchup, like I've I've lost a handful of games to this because I I got locked out. I I spent the first I guess the tail end of last weekend and the first part of this week learning Ignite Mage, which is um you know the the fun police deck that everybody hates. <laughs> I, I do think that uh the APM component of it is is difficult to pull off efficiently, even if you do the full combo. Like you have to move super fast. This is without cheating, okay? But uh, I've lost because I just couldn't play anything. You know, Colt Neophyte mm -hmm. and Colt Neophyte, and then they duplicate the battle cry or Lotheb and duplicate the battle cry, and you can get locked out of games. And so I, I feel like this deck is also very versatile. And yeah. there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different ways to to play around with stuff depending on the matchup. And I think that's why it ended up sneaking into Tempo Storm's tier one slot, right? Um, because not only does it, I'm, I'm not going to say prey upon questline warriors, but prey upon questline warriors, but it actually, you know, a, a, against odd hunters, you have the spell disruption. Mm -hmm. There, the number of times that I won against odd hunter, which I don't think was, you know, really favorable for me, but because I had Lothib into brilliant macaw into brilliant macaw while i'm continuing to build my board up either with like wild paw cavern etc where they can't interact with my board and i can hit them that is of course also how you beat like nate was saying ignite mage or the um uh, other kind of otk mage uh murabi style right it's just so versatile and can attack 
uh, and interrupt your opponent in different ways while still building up your own win condition, like in, in a really synergistic way, rather than if I'm interacting, if, if I'm disrupting your win condition, then I'm not pursuing my own. This deck merges those two situations in a really elegant way. So I'm, I'm really happy with how the archetype turned out. And I'm really happy that Murabi slots in so nicely. And I'm really happy that uh, I am not the one who will have to craft Murabi in gold. Uh, you know you want to anyways. <laughs> I, I was looking at it. And for this list, I, I only lack Murabi, Zentimo, Bolner, and two brilliant macaws to have the whole thing in gold. So It is awfully close. Three of those are legendaries, though. That's true. That's true. I, I lucked out in packing a golden... Bolner at one point so yeah i don't know we'll we'll see uh maybe have to pull pull the trigger on this at some point (laughs) it is really fun and surprisingly really good absolutely uh so we have a couple other decks to talk about tonight as well i will say that they are more along the lines of something that is more fun to play than I would say is competitive, but definitely uh, fun. And so these were decks I know you were looking forward to playing when the when the new set came out. And so we had talked about this on the review show and and intermittently throughout the past couple weeks. Uh, so we've got a, a spiteful mage here first up that it looks like a lot of fun with the new bigger spells. So have you had a chance to? to play around with this i have and it is really fun um but like you were saying i don't know that it's super competitive it could probably be refined a little bit like like i know that i don't have a tour guide in there for example um so the spiteful summoner slash big spell mage right so the early game is primarily minions what does mage really have going for it particularly well it's hero power is really versatile So because its hero power is really versatile, the minions that I'm running in the early game kind of synergize with your hero power. So things like Daring Fire Eater, you don't want to run that out on one because it only interacts with your hero power the turn it's played. But uh, Shivering Sorceress, which can discount uh, a card in your hand if you have one of your big spells in your hand, unfortunately. Hey, you run a one mana 2-2 out there. If you don't have a big spell, this, this is at... At its core, Spiteful Summoner deck, you still play your one mana 2-2 even if you don't get get the effect. Oh, um, for sure, so, yeah. Yeah, Amplified Snow Flurry is a two mana card that discounts your hero power to zero for the next one. Not, not a persistent effect, but the next hero power that you use costs zero and freezes the opponent. So you can play Amplified Snow Flurry on um, turn two and then something that buffs up your hero power the next turn like a fallen hero or an arcane amplifier on three and still ping it down what whatever it is down the next turn if it doesn't completely kill whatever minion is on board then it freezes it because of the amplified snow flurry interaction so it's got a lot of proactive ways of both building your own board and buffing your hero power to kind of control your opponent's board. And then, of course, as soon as turn six, as soon as <laughs> six mana rolls around, you've got Spiteful Summoner and Belinda Stonehearth, which is the new one, which draws two cards and uh, two spells in particular and changes 
it's uh, swaps its stats for the big spells mana cost. So we only run eight cost and above spells here. And Belinda Stonehearth is a six mana five five. So if we draw a pyroblast and a puzzle box, Belinda is now a six mana ten ten, and you have a five mana puzzle box and pyroblast. Wow. <laughs> Which is really fun. Uh, I will say whenever I have both Belinda and Spiteful Summoner in my hand on six, play the Spiteful Summoner first because it does not draw the card and Belinda pulls the cards out of your deck for Spiteful to actually look at. So you want there to be more cards there because you run four 10 cost spells, two nine cost spells and two eight cost spells. You want there to be more 10 cost spells than eight cost spells. So if you draw things out of your deck, odds are you're drawing a 10 cost spell because you run essentially 50-50 there. Mm -hmm. So you want to do Spiteful Summoner before you do Belinda in that aspect. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, in the, the upper end, you've got hero power kind of payoff cards. So you've got Janelai the Dragonhawk, which if you've done, I think it's 10 damage with your hero power, you're buffing your hero power up in the early game. Oh, look at that. Boom. You have a rag on board too. Mordrush Fire Eye, which does 10 AoE to all of your opponent's stuff, including their face, which is great, and leaves behind a 10-10. And of course, Froshlitch Jaina, because you are running so many different hero power synergy cards. Why not have your hero power make water elementals that heal you? Like, that just seems like a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just excited to play with the new cards as well. And this looks like so much fun. I, I love that Belinda is our diamond card for, for this set. I've managed now to uh, get all the Pokemon evolutions of, of Belinda. So I'm sitting on the normal <laughs> and the golden and uh, uh, sl slightly disappointed that uh, there's no full dust refund for that one. But I guess that's, that's the power play, right? Is to play the golden one instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to flex. <laughs> but, and then... Uh, this new spell, Rune of the Archmage, that's the one, correct, that says deal uh, or cast 20 mana worth of spells that target the opponent if possible. Uh, yes, and mage spells in particular. Yes. This card is mm -hmm. surprisingly good. I Having had people play it against me, it's like, oh, oh, uh-oh. Wait a minute here. <laughs> it's... It's pretty crazy and it can, you know, sometimes it can backfire maybe a little bit more so in wild just because the pool of spells is so much bigger. Same with Yogbox, but like you never know. And, and the fun factor is so high that it makes it worth it for me. The fun factor is definitely really high with Rune of the Archmage. In fact, Rune of the Archmage, half of the, the mana of spells that it casts, it can ca cast Puzzle Box of Yogg-Saron, which is always really fun. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah i'm looking forward to trying this in, in particular i think that hero power mage is uh one of those things that i always wanted to play that was never fully developed and, and spiteful summoners always had a, a good place in my heart whether it was priest or druid or whatever else and it's such a fun card so yeah, Re I, regretfully don't have it in gold, but one of these days, maybe. <laughs> one of these days. Like I was saying earlier, this is not really a deck that I'd play to climb, but also I hit Diamond 5 with this deck before kind of pushing with Free Shaman. So it's, you can, you know, climb a little bit with it. it it's fun. And let's be real, 
people are mulliganing not for spiteful summoner mage when you play it ain't that the truth <laughs> yes so it's a lot of fun not really competitive but uh if you're in the game for having fun you will definitely enjoy spiteful summoner mage absolutely agree yeah, and so uh what one more deck here i think that is uh an archetype that's near and dear to your heart and uh, yeah. it features some of the new cards as well. It does. So I did a little bit of experimenting with Agro Druid, which is, of course, my tried and true favorite archetype. This still definitely needs more refinement before I settle on kind of this being this expansion's version of Agro Druid. But I wanted to try the new Agro Druid cards. Uh, of course, uh, uh, we've got Drek'thar to get a lot of cheap stuff out of our deck. Uh, the, the other new cards are, of course, Iron Deep Trog, which is, it's I didn't really think good. it was going to be great, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also, of course, run the other new one that's on there, which is Claw Fury Adept, uh, which is essentially Savage Roar, but only for one instead of for two. I, and drops a two three all for two mana what's not to love one thing that is of course worth noting is that uh the claw fury adept does give your hero one damage uh one attack damage as well so just like uh savage roar claw fury adept does buff up your hero to attack as well that has been pretty handy the the few times that I played this. Like I said, this is one that I still want to refine and play with a lot more to get down. It's got got some really good potential and I think that with additional kind of tinkering, we'll, we'll kind of be able to make it even more viable than it is now and I mean, I've I've been winning games with it whenever I've been playing it. Probably about 50/50, truthfully. Um the thing that's holding it back the most right now is that I make a really, really wide board and my opponent just freezes it and has a really <laughs> big snowball guardian. <laughs> so the uh, advent of free shaman has actually been a detriment to my favorite archetype, but free shaman is really fun and it's the, the, the new thing. And, and I, I'm glad that it's having its time in, in the sun. Hopefully it doesn't stay in the sun too long because it is free shaman. <laughs> it will melt. <laughs> so can definitely do some, some more refinement on aggro druid. This is the, the one that I've been, been playing around with right now. And it, and it still seems pretty strong. Yeah. I, I like it. It's always fun seeing how new cards are going to fit in existing decks. And I enjoy the experiment phase of the new expansion where we're trying out the new cards and seeing how they fit into the new decks and whether or not they're going to be good. And it's always so fun making these predictions and then either being proven right or proven wrong one way or the other. It's just fun to see how this stuff all turns out. So yeah, I agree with you hundred percent on, on iron Iron Deep Trog is a, an amazing card. So Yeah, punching way above its weight, for sure. Big time. Yeah, so uh, for those of you watching or listening, if you've got other new decks that you'd like to, to suggest to us that uh, you, you think are um, good in the wild meta or even that are just fun, we would absolutely love to hear about it. So, um, you know, reach out to us via Discord or, or leave a comment or something and, and definitely looking to try out new stuff. And so... Yeah, but uh, th this is a you know the quick snapshot of what we've been trying out and.
playing in the first couple weeks of the new set. And I'm sure we'll continue to uh, <laughs> play with these decks and continue to expand throughout this expansion. Absolutely. So speaking of um, kind of finding new decks, speaking of that thing, <laughs> Our listener series, Season 4, will be starting soon. Signups are actually live right now. They are literally going live as we speak. For those of you who may not be familiar or missed last season's listener series, the Born to be Wild listener series is a free wild Hearthstone tournament series that is centered around deck building so we each week we have different challenges with different deck building restrictions we match uh, uh players up and you play play out we've got five regular season weeks with three weeks of playoffs to kind of cap it off our last season jordan mg took down took up took in the crown wow. <laughs> words are hard sometimes y'all <laughs> so jordan, jordan mg won, won the whole thing is what i was trying to say there uh, and did it with style so congratulations again jordan if you want to give jordan a run for his money then sign up uh signups as i said are going live right now so check out the born to be wild listener series discord server and the season Proper will start uh, with the very first week of competition beginning on January 9th. So bring your A, B, and C game. <laughs> it's time to get wild in the Born to be Wild listener series. I love it. And uh, this is something that we um, are planning to try to integrate into our website as well. And so I've kind of found some fun ways to integrate what we are able to do with um, Google Sheets and Google Forms into the website. And so in terms of signups and weekly uh, submissions and stuff, we can have a hub for that. There, Like Sheep was saying, there is a separate Discord server for the listener series, uh, but we'll be able to house a lot of it on the website as well for um, just for it to be easier to, to find for people. And uh, something as well, when this show goes live, I'll make sure to post the signup link on our website as well. Um, and yeah. Uh, it, it's super fun. The The focus here is on these weekly deck building restrictions. There's a theme for each week. And it's something that's been really fun for us is to be able to crowdsource the ideas. And so uh, whether it's just community members or past participants all submitting ideas for crazy weekly challenge ideas, it's been so fun to check out the different ideas and and. Uh, I don't know, really, really just kind of uh, brainstorm mad scientist style, uh, how we can give y'all a run for your money. It's a great way to compete with other players with non-meta decks because we are actively trying to look for ways to avoid uh, the type of thing that you would see on ladder, but still foster a uh, competition here. So yeah, yeah, we so, love people to sign up for this and play. And, and like she was saying, it's free as well. There's no cost associated with it. And historically, we'll try to cast one of the games each week after the show. So there's uh, there's graphics and there's live commentary, and it's just it's been a, a blast to interact with the community and see what kind of crazy things people can come up with. Absolutely. And like Nate was saying, if you ever get tired of the meta, you know, a meta starts to get stale. 
the Born to be Wild listener series meta never gets stale because there's a new meta every single week. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of it, particularly in the Born to be Wild listener series Discord server, there's a lot of different experimentation and practice that goes into each week that, that each of the, the different competitors kind of has a, ends up growing a practice almost like cohort, which is really cool to see. So sometimes, you know, like I said, it's a new meta each week. Sometimes metas actively are made in a week because <laughs> of those those practice partners, which is really, really cool to see. Not going to lie. Yeah, I love that it encourages the community aspect that, that we like to foster here. The decks, because of the restrictions, are things that you generally probably don't want to play on ladder. And no. so, yeah, folks end up finding practice partners or practice groups. And depending on how much information people share, like you said, sometimes uh, we'll see some patterns emerge in the decks that that are showing up and sometimes we we see all kinds of crazy stuff but it's definitely a, a nice place for off meta off meta games and, and a lot of fun and you know, everybody's very um polite and very gracious and, and it's just a blast you know and I, I i've competed in it the last couple of seasons as well and even when i've lost games it's like wow what just happened and what i i've asked myself so many times like wait a minute that's not a real card is it like i've never seen that before uh because we're we're like off meta doesn't even begin to describe it we're talking like never played stuff before <laughs> so it's uh it's it's been a blast so yeah it check the check this week's show notes there will be a link to sign up uh, we'll make sure that that link is available on our website and in our Discord, and and we've got a separate Discord running for for this as well. And so, yeah, uh, really looking forward to this and uh, coming up right after the holidays here. So, yeah, week one starting January nine. Stay tuned for um. Well, don't stay tuned. It's there, like, <laughs> like Nate said. Week one is January nine. The signups are live now, so check it out. So, speaking of competition, last week's listen or not listener series <laughs> last week's weekly challenge was conflict in alterac valley so last week's uh challenge was to make a deck that is themed um with minions that are only from the same faction so alliance or horde looking at the core races so for horde that would be like orcs trolls torrens blood elves goblins and undead forsaken Whereas for Alliance, that's humans, dwarves, gnomes, worgens, draenei, and night elves. Spell art and weapon art should reflect this as well. So making a deck that is actively viable, hopefully you can get a win with it. <laughs> Maybe even on ladder, which I believe someone may have done. <laughs> I believe so, actually. Yeah, it was, uh, we got some good participation this week. It was a lot of fun. And uh, having done a, a lore themed challenge, I, I want to give a, a big shout out and thank you to Goliath, who really was kind of the, the referee here actively in Discord over the past week, answering a lot of questions about, um, you know, is my deck okay? Does it have the right minions in it does this count does this not count and that it was just a blast and i think uh we saw a lot of participation also which is a lot of fun for for us on on this end so yeah anyways Absolutely. uh we and so nate who who end up 
ended up winning this uh, week's uh, weekly challenge. Yeah, so our winner this week uh, happens to be our very own Schmoopy Daddy who built an orc deck um, that was very on point uh, in terms of consistency with orcs. I mean, goodness, uh, Rokara is everywhere, but even in the artwork in terms of the uh, Outrider's Axe and... um, We've seen some big names lore-wise, so Gromash Hellscream is here, Rokara is here, uh, the the card that everyone jokes about every time nerfs are mentioned, Warsong Commander is in this deck, <laughs> um, and uh, Frostwolf Grunt, so this is very on-point theme-wise, and uh, yeah, so Schmoopy Daddy is our winner this week. Two weeks in a row now, starting to uh, give everyone else... A run for their money but congratulations to smoopy daddy who will get two packs on us and uh we will immortalize this achievement on our website uh hall of fame where um, we can recognize this uh for generations to come so yes congrats and the, I, I will give you extra kudos for uh the screen number one doing it on ladder but number two the screenshot attacking with the new weapon the uh um this hammer axe thing, whatever it's called. What is Rokara? Is is it the uh, immovable object or is it the... Uh, I think it's the unstoppable force. Oh, the yeah. unstoppable force rather. Yes. Well, anyways, the uh, the screenshot is was quite amazing. So congrats there. Great work. We do have... Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Uh, love to see it. And uh, we do have another challenge for y'all this week. Um, I'm excited to, to present this one. For me personally, I've been experimenting a lot with some of the new hero cards. And so this week's listener challenge is uh, around the new Demon Hunter hero, Kurtris. And so here's the challenge. Uh, The way that the hero power works is every time one of your minions attacks, the hero power refreshes. I currently have a, a high score attack of 30, 30 damage, and this is without a weapon equipped. And so the challenge for all of y'all is to beat my top score. I want to see if anyone out there can uh, come up with a attack of over 30 without having a weapon equipped. Uh, primarily, this is meant to, to happen using the hero power. Um, refreshing the hero power enough times to get your attack up above 30. So yeah, we'll see if, see if anybody can do it. Um, the way to participate the, in, in this challenges can be played in casual or on ladder either way. Uh, we don't want you to tank your rank unnecessarily, but if you want to, you're more than welcome to, um, you unfortunately cannot play against a friend or against the innkeeper. Uh, they may not necessarily mean to make it too easy, but they'll make it too easy accidentally. Uh, take a screenshot, post it in our Discord in the Weekly Challenges channel. The we- the winner then will be announced on next week's show, or the our next show. Receive two Hearthstone packs on us of your choice and be immortalized in the Hall of Fame on the Born to Be Wild website. Uh, looking forward to some of the crazy things that you all can come up with. I'm seeing how gigantic this hero power can get, or this attack can get. And I know that there are some ways to, to manipulate this, especially in wild. Um, the spirit of this competition is to try to, uh, do this using, uh, the hero power, the way that it was intended, refreshing it multiple times to get the attack rather than using a whole mess of spells to get your giant attack. So 
that is that is definitely the the preference there but we'll see what all of you can come up with and yeah and it will announce the winner on the next show absolutely i cannot wait to see just how high that attack can go and see if uh y'all can beat nate's score of 30 so 30 seems like a pretty solid uh you know that's the amount of health you start with so that's a really good bar to set to hopefully uh hurdle pretty quick <laughs> i hope so i hope so. I, i'm curious to see uh how it can work and I've, I've been experimenting with some things on my end i've got some ideas but uh we'll see we'll see what people can come up with anyhow um that's that's about it for us for this week's show it's a you know sh- short week for us uh, but we're excited to be here and to have all of you join us and listen listen and play along with us for more wild content or to see where you can interact with us individually please visit us online at www.borntobewildhs.com uh a, a quick PSA, there will be no show next week because it will be Christmas Eve and we will be doing some family stuff, but we'll be back after that. And uh, always looking forward to hanging out with you all and talking about Wild Hearthstone. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time on another new episode of Born to be Wild. Wiser words have never been spoken.